Hey everybody, this is That Girl with the Curls, this is Sam, and uh, coming with uh, coming at you with a new episode, uh, episode 19, as it were, with uh, Friday Elliot. Uh, Friday is now a friend who I met at Rose City Comic Con first, and then uh, kind of solidified more of that friendship at uh, Geek Girl Con, as people are wont to do. And we decided to uh, get together at a restaurant called the AFK. In uh, It's in Everett, Washington, as well as in Renton. Uh, we, we met up at the Renton one, which is was kind of like a nice in-betweener for, for the two of us. It's also where Friday sells her custom teas, which we get into. We talk about a lot, um, or uh, about as much as you can before you start going on tangents about different things, which we do as well. Uh, so you're going to hear a, a, a good swath of uh, geeky topics discussed, as well as general madness and insanity, which just seems to be what I like doing with other people. Uh, so uh, you'll also be uh, hearing Friday's daughter, Audrey. She was there too, and is also an awesome uh, little girl who is putting all kinds of irons and fires, I swear. This this girl does more things as an eight-year-old than I think any of us have ever accomplished in our lives at times, so she'll probably take over the world one day. Just letting you know. Uh, you might want to you know, get everything ready for that. Uh, anyway, I do want to thank the AFK for giving us as as noise-free of a space as they possibly could. This This isn't a restaurant, so there's going to be a lot of ambient noise. Um, I apologize for that, but not really, because it's just the nature of the beast when you're recording um, in live areas where you can't control sound. But uh, the, the staff uh, was very kind, very nice. You'll hear at least one or two of the waiters, I think, in here, because they, they just kind of showed up, and it was hard to edit around them. So they stayed in! Yay! But uh, the AFK was very generous, uh, very accommodating to us, uh, giving us as much space, uh, as quiet space as we could find and need. And you can still hear me, Friday and Audrey, really well coming off of the recording. So just keep that in mind. There's ambient noise. It's not distracting, really, at all. So, um, yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I will have links in the... Uh, show notes as well, but uh, as always, go to maniaclegeek.com. You can follow me at Darley underscore Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y, and uh, also on SoundCloud, listen to That Girl with the Curls or on Maniacal Geek, and like us on Facebook at Maniacal Curls in, on Facebook. Uh, just type it into the URL. So yeah, uh, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you next time. No, it's like, uh, I mean, there's no real formal way of starting it or anything, but I'm probably going to try doing it again, you know, like, like, hey, welcome to That Girl with the Curls. Totally. It's just been like... We record videos here sometimes. Oh, you do? We have to, yeah, we've got this series, yeah, with uh, Ed Healy, Mm -hmm. um, producer, Gamerati produces this series where we get together and I interview various, uh, like, nerd famous, you know, 
geeks who work in the gaming or publishing oh. industry or whatever. Yeah. And so we talked with like um, various publishers and authors and game designers and stuff like that. And we just sit mm-hmm. around and have tea and just chat about like life and the industry and just whatever comes up. Yeah. And I get really weird and awkward and camera shy, so we generally have to start it like four or five times and end it a few times like, and then do the I'm, intro several times. I'm good to go. No, no, no. I spoke too soon. Spoke I know, soon. I know. I get, I get really weird when it's like a defined point, but the whole in-between point, I'm good and I can talk forever about just whatever and it flows and it's great. Yeah. And then as soon as there's like any kind of pressure to start or end or whatever, yeah. I get really weird and awkward and I'm like, I don't know how to think. I, no, I've been going through the same thing with like the intros and outros of this podcast, like just being like, I don't know how to start or end I, this. I, right? Everything that's it's in between is fine because I'm okay with talking to people. Totally, and exactly. And I seem to be getting along with most of them. So yeah. it's like, unless you know, we have a really hostile relationship with this one, like the first ever hostile podcast. The first ever hostile podcast. Oh, which then you can intro like that. Oh, so it's like, still yeah. good. Whatever. Yeah, I do opening uh, like uh, you know, kind of like well, we'll just start here. Like, uh, Friday Elliot, welcome to That Girl with the Curls. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I love your name, by the way. Uh, was that, like, were your parents just, like, going, well, we want That Girl Friday kind of thing, or? You know, I kind of wish that that was it, because I'm a big <laughs> Cary Grant fan. There we go. In, like, a really sleazy machismo kind of way. I know, I feel bad for loving him, but I kind of do anyway. I mean, those old movies are fine to love for Yeah, a lot exactly, of and it's like, if he were to act that way in this day and age, I would hate him. I would hate him so much, but it's like, okay, you're a snapshot of a specific era. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that for what it is. You, you're you're kind of an asshole, but exactly. I can forgive you because it was like the 40s and 50s and whatever. It's like when you talk to your grandparents <laughs> and then they start saying something, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, oh, that's so offensive. You don't Ouch. even actually know because you were raised in that time. Yeah, but, it's like, oh God, I love you still, but <laughs> yeah, like my great grandmother, uh, when gay marriage first became legal in San Francisco, the first time out of like the three times that they, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> legalized it, the very first time I was there visiting her in San Paulo and I remember it came on the TV and she goes oh I can't believe they're letting those people get married and I was like what people and she was like you know the gays (laughs) oh my god grandma (laughs) no you can't so I'd be like I call my girlfriend and I'm like oh my god honey guess what (laughs) secretly in another room because I didn't want to have that talk yeah exactly Uh, but no the name thing actually um it was a it's a it's a chosen name it's not a given name Uh, my my given name it's a lovely name. It's mm-hmm. it's personal. It's not something I oh, really no, no, no. you know share. But it's it's a lovely name. We're gonna dive name. into your it's, secret history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't really have barriers, you so I'm probably like just various things. states or something. <laughs> no, it just you know it just never fit me. It just mm-hmm. it's a lovely name. It just didn't feel right. And like my mm-hmm. whole life, I kind of felt embarrassed introducing myself by that name mm-hmm. for no real obvious reason. It just didn't fit me, yeah. you know. And so uh, a few years ago. I kind of woke up with the name Friday stuck in my head, and I was like, well, that's kind of dramatic. I don't need to change it to something that weird. <laughs> I'm going to get so much shit for changing my name to something so weird. But then it stuck for, like, a few years. Uh-huh. And then I finally legally changed it mm, two and a half, three years ago, something okay. like that. So it's actually pretty recently that that's the legal name. Mm-hmm. And it's still constantly a thing of, is that your real name? To which, of course, the answer is yes. Yes, it is. You know, and then, in all technical ways possible, <gasps> it is. Uh, but you know, that's the thing is when you when you choose your own name, there's mm-hmm. so much of that crap where people are like, well, that's not your real name. Though. Yeah, especially people who've known you for like way longer and exactly, everything. Exactly, exactly. And it's still hard for like older relations refuse to call me by my chosen name, and they still call me by my my birth name. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys, but really though. <laughs> 
I don't. You're not trying to be disrespectful, but that's actually awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I made a decision. I chose this. this name. Or like my subconscious chose this for me, and it wouldn't shut up about it. Mm-hmm. So stuck with it and it's actually cool I mean it's confusing it's confusing as hell when people are like trying to make weekend plans or whatever or scheduling anything ever no, my, it's really confusing I'm not even kidding when I was telling my mom I was, <laughs> I was telling my mom I was, I was having this gonna have this conversation you're like yeah I'm meeting with Friday on Tuesday she's like you're having a meeting with Friday on Tuesday so it's like yes mother thank you for that joke that you've made like five times oh now. yeah oh yeah or when I meet someone for the first time and it is a Friday and and they're like, oh, if I'd met you tomorrow, would your name be Saturday? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. No. Maybe if I felt like lying to you about my name because you suck. Having the name <laughs> Sam, it's like having to go through every Sam I am iteration. Oh, my God. I bet it is. <laughs> it's like I've, I've pretty much heard, I think, every I can't believe that didn't occur to me. I love Dr. Seuss. I didn't even think there of that. Oh, my boss has like pretty much like settled on this nickname that I did not stop her from saying soon enough. And so now oh, I'm just no. like, oh, no. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's Samalama. Which is, yeah. Well, now you're stuck with it. Now there you go. That's in my head. Yeah. No, <laughs> your, and I told your people. Your name is hereby changed in my phone to Samalama. Oh, <laughs> awesome. It was Sam with the curls. <laughs> curls with a Z at the end, mind you. With a Z. Well, yeah. It's Sam the, with the curls. Because I'm street. <laughs> Apparently, according to my iPhone. <laughs> oh my god! Like looking at your iPhone, like my god, I am way more of ghetto. All phones. <laughs> your ice cream is coming. Relax, drink your tea. <laughs> She's having ice cream for dinner because oh. I'm an awesome mom. Well, hey. Well, we just switched from public school to homeschooling as of last week. I pulled her out of public school because it was just killing her. Because mm-hmm. public school sucks, frankly. Yeah. I mean. I thought it would be good for her because we don't, we're, we're hippies, we don't have a terribly structured home life, and I was like, okay, some kind of, some form of structure and discipline somewhere in her life has got to be good, right? Yeah. Plus, you know, social development and all that. And so she did the public school thing for a few years, and it's, it just sucks. It just really sucks. And like, I went to curriculum night, and the teacher was talking about, you know, I mean, there, she's, she's eight, she's in third grade. Yeah. And they're already on basic algebra. Which, I mean, I was at wow. that age, but only because my dad's a theoretical mathematician, so we did that for fun. Jesus Christ. Well, you know. <laughs> you know, like this you do. This to explain like, a lot yeah, of it things. Really, it really does. <laughs> but no, I mean, but for, like, standard third grade, mm-hmm. that's insane. When yeah. I was in public school third grade, we were barely starting to vaguely be introduced to multiplication. Yeah, I'm trying to think what We didn't I was really doing even delve grade. into multiplication till fourth grade, but they mm-hmm. breezed right through like multiplication of two digit numbers by three digit numbers and division like that. Dear God. And they're like, here you go, basic algebra, eight year olds. <laughs> and unfortunately, I mean Audrey is mathematically brilliant. I mean her brain is like half theoretical mathematics, half rock opera. Right. Okay. So, I mean she grooves with it, it's fine, but they approach every subject with that same veracity, that same, like, you have to learn all this shit in, like, a tiny amount of time, Mm -hmm. and we're going to, like, have a million standardized tests every single year now. It's every year. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so at curriculum night, her teacher was saying that they are in Tacoma School District. They're considering switching the, uh, to a merit-based pay system for the teachers, meaning you get paid based on how your kids score on tests. Oh, no. Which is crazy pants. That's insane because yeah. at that point, 
teachers are teaching the kids how to do well on tests. They're not actually teaching them to learn or to have open minds or to be actively curious or to you know absorb exactly. real information. They're teaching them to perform on tests. Mm-hmm. They're teaching them to be soulless automatons, which blows. Like my yeah. kid is like we, you know children are so smart and colorful and creative mm-hmm. and strange. Kids are so weird. Like and why they would you grow wanna... up into adults who are kind of strange. It's wonderful. Why would you want to stifle that? Why? <laughs> and I know why. And we all know why. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit into some conspiracy theory weirdness here. But Go for it. Our society is built to produce individuals who will not ask questions, do what they're told, and produce, you know, products. We, we're, yeah. we're made to be assembly line factory workers. That's yeah. what we are for. We've gotten into that mentality exactly. and we stuck with it for Exactly. So long. We're we are raised to be productive members of society. Mm-hmm. I capitalize all those words and I put them in little bunny air quotes. Oh nice. Because that's that's totally what it is. Mm-hmm. That's totally what it is. And that is so gross. <laughs> that's so gross because it's stifling all creativity. It's stifling all like challenging things and asking questions and being yourself and being out there and being a total weirdo. Yeah. I've had a feeling that was your do you are you a swing dancer? Uh, I've done it before, but I don't like. That them. is like the drink of choice of swing dancers. Is it? <laughs> Whiskey sours and amaretto sours. I have years and years of bartending experience under my belt, I can tell you. And including, I, I've been bartending the uh, Seattle Lindy Exchange for the last several years. Oh, really? What are you saying? Coffee break? Spanish. It's Spanish lessons. Podcast Spanish lessons. It's really good. Sweet. <coughs> yeah, those are awesome, actually. The moistas. Como estas? Oh, I had a <laughs> No, so I got back from Spain. That's uh, right. Oh yeah. my God! Tell me about your trip. I'm so interested. She went to Barcelona. You went there one time. Oh, you went to Barcelona too. She came with me the second time oh, I went. Yeah. Did you Audrey like Barcelona? My mom and I. Did you yeah. like it there? It's beautiful, isn't it? And if I had married that guy, we'd probably live there by now. <laughs> But it didn't work out, Aww. and that's fine. But we can still go back and visit because it's the best city. It really is. Did you go to the Mediterranean? Oh, she did. We went to this beach in this little town just south. I want to say just south of Barcelona called okay. Sitges. Okay. Which I remember because it rhymes with Sneeches, <laughs> and the Sneeches live on the beaches. Of course they do. Of course they do. And also, the only reason I love that beach is because I can run uh, naked just that underwear on. And it was like not even a thing. It was so liberating for her because all the other kids were running around just their underpants or like totally naked, and she was like, "What? It's what kids do." Wait, what? <laughs> but I mean, older there than they do here because oh, here, okay. you know, we're taught like body shame at a really young age. Like, there oh, don't be naked. Don't yeah. be naked. That's weird. But just put it on. Like, Cover your shame. <laughs> but in Europe, those kids just run around buck naked, like as old as they want Go, to. Jump into the water. Not whatever. Just kidding, whatever. You you're cracking up because I said buck naked. Naked. <laughs> naked as a jaybird. Naked. Naked time. So, so yeah. we're at the beach. And, <laughs> and Audrey was feeling really self-conscious for a while. And she's like, I wish I could just take off my clothes and run around because it's so warm. And I was like, dude, do it. And this is in like February or March or something. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. in Barcelona and it's like 80 degrees. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she's looking around. All these other kids are running around their underwear or totally naked. And she's like... Can I, can I do that? Is that okay? And I was like, dude, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Just do whatever you're comfortable with. If you want to wear your clothes, if that's how you're most comfortable, do that. Yeah. If you want to be totally naked and you're comfortable with no one cares. It doesn't like the wind. Yeah, totally. So she stripped down to just her underpants and she was just like booking it up and down the beach having the best time <laughs> of her life. It was so liberating. And there was this amazing 
old Portuguese man mm-hmm. who was teaching her, um, what is that called? Like, like wakeboarding? Oh, okay. Yeah, right, yeah. where you like run and you jump on the thing and you just, oh, skimboarding? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's it. Yeah. Is that what that's you called? You get a running, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, you, skimboarding, that's it. So this like cool old Portuguese dude, I mean, he must have been like 70 or 80, like old Portuguese dude. Nice. And he was teaching her how to skimboard. It was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we got some really good videos of it. It was so good. And then my fiance, Tria, slowly he, sinking beneath. He the tried table. to do it. He was like, I could do this. I could do this. He'd never done it before, clearly, because he went and he tried to do it. And he was feeling all like super butch about it. And he jumps on the board and he falls on his ass. He wiped out so hard. And he was like fully in jeans and like a nice button down. He's like, ah, <laughs> sucker. Like, and he never could change it's so easy. He didn't plan on like wiping out, but then he had to show off for a minute. So. Oh, when we went to the beach, yeah, the, my, so I was there with my friend and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he wanted to go swimming in the Mediterranean, and so we, we go there, and he's basically, like, changing on the beach somewhere, but he's still trying to Whatever. hide everything. Whatever. Or, he's just like, you know, turn around, turn around, like, oh, no. Oh, okay, dude. Not like I haven't seen these things before. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I got, like... And pictures of soaking my feet in the Mediterranean and everything. And then we went to, like, an ice bar that was right on the beach. No. And it was, yeah, so you're going from this, like, because it was... So it's an entire structure that's made of ice. Like, they've carved everything out of ice. And uh, it's, like, um... You want to eat it? <laughs> you want to eat all the ice in the ice you bar? Eat, she wants to eat the ice bar. She okay. wants to eat the building. All right. <laughs> well, you, know, you can go at it and... <laughs> but yeah, everything... The acid? Oh, my God! <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God, you need ice cream for dinner. Oh, the whole point was, now that she's homeschooled and we don't have to get up early in the morning... I'm a lot more lenient about ice cream for dinner. It used to be just a special occasion thing, and now the special occasion is we don't have to get up early. There we go. <laughs> Sometimes cool. the special occasion is breakfast for dinner, so a bunch of cereal. That's what it was uh, two nights ago. I have. Um, I just recently got a second job because I would like to, you know, someday actually be able to not just be living from show to show. Cause, like, yeah. The tea shop is barely sustainable. Like, I can support myself and my child doing that barely, which is yeah. still exciting. I mean, that's still a big deal. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's hard. That's it your is passion. Hard. It is hard. To, <laughs> it is hard to run a business and be able to actually support yourself, much less, like, as a single parent, support yourself and your child yeah. doing what you love to do. And I'm at well, a point now. Let's track it back. Hold yeah, on yeah. to that. Do it. So, I met you at Rose City Comic Con. Yeah. First time. And uh, so you have a business called Friday Afternoon Tea, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And so you make <laughs> custom blend teas. I do. Um, so I want to. I want you to walk me through this process because oh, this, okay. was, this was All the right. most awesome thing when you told me about how you developed your <laughs> okay, tea. Okay, okay, okay. So I actually just taught a blending workshop at the Puyallup Library, a fandom mm-hmm. blending workshop, uh, the other day. So I got to do this like two days ago. So I'm ready. Awesome. Um, Give me the spiel. Okay. So the spiel is the way I develop my blends is I have what's called lexical gustatory synesthesia mm-hmm. which means <laughs> which means that my brain interprets abstract concepts like personalities feelings words all mm-hmm. of that emotions as tastes and smells okay so like I, I taste people's feelings I taste ideas I taste words that's how I perceive them mm-hmm. so a person says a sentence to me and it has a flavor profile that sentence does just tastes like something okay. or I talk to a person and they as an entity their personality has a distinct flavor profile okay and then you know they have their moods which the moods themselves have a flavor mm-hmm. and so it, there's some interplay like a certain person when they're feeling angry, 
has their base flavor profile with whatever Avery tastes like. Okay. Which for me is, it's bitter and mm-hmm. harsh. It's like it's like earwax and pepper. Right? Oh, it's fun combination. Yeah. <laughs> and and then angry on another person is that same like earwax and pepper, mm-hmm. angry flavor mixed with whatever their base flavor profile is for their personality. So a feeling tastes different on different people because that's, you know, that's how ingredients work. It's like if you're to apply thyme, as in the herb, Mm -hmm. to a pot pie, it tastes different than you if you were to apply it to like roasted asparagus. It's a totally different thing. It's completely different. And you know it's thyme. You can taste that it's thyme. Mm But it's not the same thing even at all. Yeah. <laughs> it completely is totally different. So it's like that, um, but with words and feelings and personalities. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm developing a blend, I can come up with a concept. Uh, like, for example, we've got our AFK tea menu right in front of us here. So, mm-hmm. like, our Firefly teas, right? So here they carry our Kaylee blend, our Inara blend, our Serenity blend. Okay. So Kaylee is going to be obviously really bright, really perky. That's how she tastes. Mm -hmm. So Kaylee is a white tea blend, which is very, very Mm light-bodied and very bright in flavor. It's not too bold, not too brash, not too heavy of a flavor. It's subtle. Right, and that blend also has strawberry in it, obviously, because Kaylee, Mm -hmm. so strawberries. White tea, a lot of people don't know, but white tea is crazy pants caffeinated, like more so than black tea, typically. So Kaylee is, she's really, she's light and she's fun and she's easy going, but whoa there, whoa there. So shiny captain, shiny (laughs) Shiny captain. So it's, it's the white tea with the strawberry and the rose tip for that added little boost of vitamin C and just sort of an Mm -hmm. undercurrent of, there's a little bit of substance there. Okay. There's something happening. It's not just all fruity and flighty. Yeah. There's some real substance there, but it's, it's in the background. It may not be the most noticeable thing about it. Okay. Whereas Inara's blend, um, our courtesan, is a Tiquanian oolong with vanilla and cinnamon and clove. Mm-hmm. And an oolong tea is designed to, all oolongs are designed to be steeped a million times. Mm-hmm. The same leaves just over and over and over. Okay. So a Tiquanian oolong is a particularly light floral oolong. So it's very light in flavor and it's it's got these nice green floral notes. Mm-hmm. And... As you steep it multiple times, this amazing thing happens to the oolong leaf where it gets lighter in body, but it also gets kind of maltier in flavor. It gets deeper in flavor. And the spices, as you go through your multiple steepings, they start to open up. Mm -hmm. And the vanilla, which is really heavy on the first steeping, kind of drops off a little and becomes more subtle. And so you can drink like 10 steepings of this same tea. Mm -hmm. The same leaves just keep pouring water over them. And with every steeping, it's a completely different experience and it just evolves. And the more you drink it, mm-hmm. the more intimate you know it becomes. Yeah. The more closely attached you become to the experience of drinking this tea. There we go. Which is beautifully perfect for a courtesan, for a companion. It's a very elegant tea. It is. Yeah. It's elegant, and you have to take time to get mm-hmm. to know it. And it is exotic, and it is fragrant, and it's beautiful. So for a firefly-verse companion, particularly a Nara. Mm-hmm. It really, really works. And yeah. then Serenity's tea, uh, the ship's blend, is <laughs> is as close to the way an old, beat-down, rusty spaceship could possibly taste without being, like, totally disgusting and violating, you know, the FDA standards. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's 
two green teas and a black tea. Mm -hmm. It's a gunpowder green tea, which is really minerally and a little bit vegetal. So it's it's got that nice like metal taste. Yeah. And you've got a hojicha, which is a toasted green tea. So it's got this kind of woody mm -hmm. flavor. It's very it's a very brown, toasty, cozy flavor. Nice. Right. It's it's like a, it's like a nice wood fire. Oh, nice. And then uh, the poire in there, the black tea, is a 15 year cave aged black tea, mm -hmm. and it it tastes like dirt in the best possible way that a thing can taste <laughs> like dirt. I mean, it's earthy and it's malty and mm. it's it's minerally and it's everything dark and dank that a cave would be in a very very cozy sense. So yeah. these things combined really make like this this home that is a beaten up kind of janky ass, you know, yeah. old spaceship. But still comfortable and exactly. lived in and everything. And so that's how the process works is mm -hmm. These different flavors have very specific emotional resonances. Mm -hmm. Resonances? Resonances. Resonances. Oh, let's sure, go with why that. not? Why not? We'll say that's a word. And I mean, so you, you have a reaction to that flavor that is deeply emotional mm -hmm. that connects with an emotional reaction that you would have to that character. Okay. And so that's how to put it sort of on a more muggle, not weird brain chemistry, you know, plane. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a thing of that's what that idea tastes like. And yeah. I don't have to think about it, it's just mm -hmm. that's what that tastes like. Which is why custom blending is a thing that I can do so readily is because someone can say a thing to me or like I'll get an email from someone saying, hey, I want to do a blend based on my LARPing character I've been playing for like the last five years. I mean, these people are so attached to their characters. Mm -hmm. They put everything of themselves into it. Oh, yeah. And so they send me all their, you know, their stats. They send me their glorious tales of battle and like pictures of themselves in costume. And I get a flavor profile hit and I can say, I know exactly what that tastes like. And I know exactly how to apply that to leaves. Wow. And thus a custom blend is born. <laughs> all right. So in the time we've been talking, have you gotten uh, an idea of my flavor? Oh, absolutely. Profile. Okay. Hit it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You're, you're a green tea for sure, um, but like a light toasty green tea, like a dragon well. Okay. Like a dragon well, light toasty green tea, and you have some either anise or fennel or licorice root, something in that family. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm actually not a fan of licorice. Well, that's what you taste like. Okay. Too bad. I taste so like too bad. A little lemon, you think, Audrey? Does Audrey have the same... Audrey has similar uh, synesthetic experience. Something bright, yeah, absolutely. Like an osmanthus or something? Yeah. Osmanthus is a flower... Uh, it's, it's bright yellow and the flowers are very, very, very small. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly fragrant. Okay. And it's, it's the flower... It's the fruitiest flower that exists. Like, if there was a flower that smelled and tasted like a fruit, Osmanthus is it. Gotcha. But it is that nice bright yellow, and the flowers are tiny and cheerful. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe an osmanthus, okay. maybe. But I do like I like lemon peel, mm -hmm. lemon peel, lemon like the pulp, like the squeezy juice, lemon juice. Okay, so maybe like maybe like dried lemon, which is awesome actually, because mm -hmm. you can get the nice dried lemon slices that look like stained glass and they're beautiful and then you get that kind of lemon rind and the lemon pulp flavor mm -hmm. so the bitter and the tart and that's I like nice. this. Yes, I'm bitter and tart. Yes, yes, you are. You are a bitter tart. I am a sussy girl. <laughs> I, used, I had a bartender one time. Uh, I was I was about like two two in already, but it was, it was my birthday, and I was, was like, I want something with vodka. So he just brings me. I don't remember what's in it other than vodka, um, but he's like, you seem like a classy broad. I'll bring you a classy drink. Was it a lemon drop? It was because no, it wasn't lemon. Because that's a girly. I do love vodka. lemon drop. <laughs> I had a feeling. I'm a vodka and whiskey person. <laughs> Audrey, a lemon drop 
is a cocktail, right? A grown-up drink with alcohol. And it has vodka and it has lemon juice and it has sugar. And it's it's kind of a classic, like, girly cocktail. It's yeah. Like my girly is what they go It's like to. lemonade with alcohol in it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, lemon, there you go. Lemonade is good, huh? You, you got a lush on you already. I know it, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> She's just waiting. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm waiting to be a singer. You're waiting to be what? I'm waiting. A singer. A singer. There she we has go. many aspirations. Audrey wants to be a singer and a mathematician and an engineer. You can be all and of those things. I know. I keep telling her. I'm like, okay. None okay, of those keep, things. Keep compiling. None of those things are mutually exclusive. You, you can, can do be everything. All of those things. She wants to be a baker and a chef like mommy. You can also do that too. Yeah. And she wants to make tea like mommy. Oh, oh. She's planning a hotel. Oh, she's planning a hotel. You have she's, an entrepreneur on you here. Oh my gosh, so much. Actually, Audrey has an Etsy shop. Really? And it is called Audrey Madness. And on there, she sells these little uh, coasters she makes with those, you know, those perler beads that you iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's got all kinds of really cool patterns on there. And she's starting to do drawings and paintings to put on there as well. Cool. And poetry and stories and plays and music and all this stuff. Just whatever creative endeavors. She's a very, very creative child. Yeah. And so all that stuff, she's putting on her Etsy shop, Audrey Madness, and then she's, any proceeds that come from that shop, she is donating to her charity of the month. Oh, what's the charity of the month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those. And so, uh, oh, no, what, this, what, what, oh, is, what is it? What yeah. is it this month? Fall and winter is, uh, is going to be, uh, food, uh, food banks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's sort of gonna, um, food drives and blanket drives, mm-hmm. mostly the stuff to get uh, people to be, like, cozy and warm. Because mm-hmm. I don't want poor people to not be cozy. No, you want to make sure everyone's cozy and warm and taken care of this winter, huh? Because it's getting yep. cold out there, yeah. I can tell you very much it's a noble endeavor. <laughs> yeah, no, Audrey's... Well at eight years old. <laughs> yeah, eight years old. She's a... I can tell you when I was eight, I did not think that generously. <laughs> She's the tiniest <laughs> philanthropist I know. <laughs> She's a little Tony Stark in the making. Right? <laughs> There's your ice cream. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you. I want to try a bite of your ice cream that you haven't spat back out on your screen. <laughs> there you go. No, I still don't like ice cream. You don't like ice cream? I don't like ice cream. Really? That's interesting. I've never liked ice cream. I've never per- I've met a person who didn't, who, who and didn't sometimes, like it. And sometimes sometimes I think I'll like it, and so I try it, and then I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. What I like is, um, I like helado, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like those Mexican ice cream bars oh, that are like, yeah. they're like gelato, right? Yeah. Which, you know, helado, gelato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I like those ones, the coconut ones, because they're so creamy. Oh, freaking delicious. I love that. Yeah. And I, basically, I don't like American ice cream. That's really okay. what it is, which is not terribly patriotic. Yeah. But, oh, my God. That's <laughs> <how it> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> oh, you left your coat in the gaming area, I think. Do you want to go get it? Yeah. We'll be right here. You're it's good. Hold on, hold on, hold She, like, tripped over herself. Oh. Oh, my God, my coat. <laughs> coat. <laughs> yeah, when we, were, when we were in Barcelona, we had gelato every night. We just right? Because why wouldn't different you? place every time? We had what was it that we had like every single day? Because I had never had them before, and they're everywhere there. Oh my god, what are they called? Oh, they're it's like bechamel with stuff in it, and then it's breaded and fried. Oh, those are the croquettes. Uh, croquettes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the croquetas. Yeah. Oh. Which I had them for the first time there when I was there visiting my fiance, mm. and his mother made them, and I was like, "What the crap is this? This is amazing! The oh thing on yeah, man, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life! Like we're <laughs> so we ate that every day. I was there the first time, and then I came home, and I told my mom about it. I told my abuela about it, and they're both like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> 
<laughs> standard Mexican kid snack. And I'm like, no one ever fed me this as a child. How can you say standard Mexican kid snack? And, I, and then his mom actually taught me how to make them. So now I'm an expert. I, yeah, I now know how to make all kinds of crazy Catalan food. Nice. Yeah, like the appetizers they have there. Your place. Then, uh, duh, good, because I'm... Irish Mexican, so I'm genetically incapable of serving fewer than like 40 people at a time. I can't do it. I mean, from an Italian background, (laughs) you know. Do I what? (laughs) Do you play Twister? Twister. The game Twister or the movie Twister? Yeah, the game Twister. (laughs) I do like Twister, yes. Excellent. (laughs) You have no idea. It has been many years since I've played it. I am the champion. I have. I've lost Twister maybe once in my life. This whole himself up. It's like ever. Well, having to lift forty-pound boxes every day at the archive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I'm a chef. I've worked kitchens for the last twelve years or so. <laughs> so I got that. It's like this has been people comparing their comparing their nothing. guns. Plus, I was a ballerina before that. So I walk on my toes. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'm a mom. Oh, there, and then she just... Oh, my God, and Audrey puts her leg behind her head like it's not even a thing. She could do the other one the if she wanted to. on the podcast, too, if you can't see this, <laughs> this little girl has just put her own and leg over her head. here goes the other one, here goes the other one. Hold up, she oh, can do both. She can do both. Do both. Oh, like, it's nothing. This is can't nothing. She? she can. I know. Oh, the table's in the way. One at a time. One at a time. I know you could do picture of this recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Oh my gosh! One at a time today, huh? That one first, always. There we go. We'll work the right foot first. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna take a picture of this. Guess this is amazing. <laughs> and Audrey, Audrey, smile. <laughs> Look up at your mom and smile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're good. Okay, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Now we record the entire <laughs> podcast from her with her. She can't eat her ice cream like that. Come on, be reasonable. Are you serious? Like, she could try. She could try. Are you saying she couldn't? <laughs> Are you challenging your daughter to not? <laughs> I challenge you to eat your ice cream with both of your ankles behind. Oh, just one. Well, I know you can do that. You can do it with <laughs> oh one, God. folks. With one. <laughs> one of you those old tiny radio announcers like, and Audrey is and going Audrey in there. Audrey is going in. She's got one leg behind her head. Can she do two? Oh my god, I have not seen something this kind of flexibility since <laughs> Herbert Hoover. <laughs> the man who said like three words his entire presidency. I'm really relishing the idea of him like leg behind his head contortionist style that makes me so happy. It's like this little girl is going to capture the hearts of everyone. And I mean everyone. <laughs> When they see her oh bending ice cream eating ability. <laughs> okay. I'm just, oh, no. I'm just trying to do the guy from Legend of Korra. No, though, do you know, that with you. <laughs> I kind of wish that, uh, that like, I would put my leg up with like, tea. You want to fill your leg up with tea? Or hot, or, um, ice cream. Eat it out of the so bottom you know, of your foot. Because you want a hollow leg is what you want. She basically has hollow legs. Do you see how much leg? Yes. <laughs> long in the legs. She keeps getting longer and longer, and it's all leg. Like, I'll get her pants, 
These pants fit her a couple months ago, I swear. Now they're like three inches too short. <laughs> Quit growing. <laughs> it keeps happening. Like, I, I just, I have to buy her cheap, crappy pants because she just grows out of them in like a minute. Imagination is making <laughs> you grow too much. Damn it. Quit imagining things. Stop being creative right now. Ugh. It's like, do it. Do it. Stop being creative. Never. <laughs> Starts composing an opera right now. <laughs> Pretty much all day, every day, there actually. She's, she she sings more than she speaks. <laughs> That's true. So she's an operetta. She is an operetta. She is a human, theoretical, mathematic operetta. My God, that I is my daughter. That. <laughs> it's like Hypatia meets... Yeah. Uh, actually, Audrey and I are going to record an album. Really? Fun fact, yes. Awesome. Um, so, uh, fun Friday fact, a lot of people don't know. Um, my my first job ever that I ever had in my life was actually was singing jazz at a club in downtown Seattle. Really? When I was 16 years old until I was 21. That is awesome. That was my very first job was professional jazz singer. And <laughs> I she was awesome at it. I yeah. was. You don't remember. You were really tiny. I remember you, um, like, made a video. That's true. There are a couple of videos. videos. There are some videos and recordings, but uh, I've, I've not really sang in front of anyone but Audrey for the last five or so years. Oh. Five or six. How old am I? Six years. And <laughs> it's like they, oh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, up subtract. until very recently, I linked up with a guy down in Portland, this really cool music producer, mm-hmm. and he and I have started making music together, so I've, start, I've gotten back into music recently. Awesome. And so we're working on performing, like lining up gigs, recording an album all of that so I'm I'm getting back into it it's scary it's scary it's it's totally scary Um, and Audrey of course being the strange brilliant strange creature she is the Mozart of her generation (laughs) basically um, no pressure or anything no pressure Uh, so Audrey is kind of one of the most amazing songwriters ever she just like she sing narrates her entire stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. pretty much like before she was actually speaking she was singing and like that's just her stream of consciousness is essentially a rock opera there we go so we record it and then Mm -hmm. I kind of you know with my actual background in music education Mm mhm refine it and you know clean it up and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. write it out and like come up with piano and fiddle parts and all of that and, okay. and harmonies and all, all all that nonsense so Audrey comes up with the actual base material and then I refine it and adjust it and then um what she's trying to say <laughs> what she's trying to say is um what I do I make uh, I make the base of the tea mm-hmm. I make the base of the tea and she like adds the flavorings and all that and other the spices stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. We'll bring it to tea. Yeah, there well we go. Well done. Nicely done, Audrey. High five. Good Very transition. Good. Oh. Yeah. Well, so. just in that in that vein, because now <laughs> I'm trying to trying to get. I, know, I, know. I know. No, I'm terrible. I go on tangents all the time and everything. Whatever. So. I'm having fun hanging out with you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, yay! New super best friend. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> We're puking out rainbows. I'm happy to. So what what made you decide to, to go for tea? Like, I mean, with uh, well, a lot of it has to do with the whole synesthesia experience. Mm-hmm. Is that because I relate 
so heavily to my experience of the universe mm-hmm. and you know individuals and whatever as flavors yes <laughs> I, I taste my life experience and so it's always been so much easier for me to relate to people through feeding them yeah because yeah. it's like here you go here's the thing that I tasted and here's the best I can interpret it into food or beverage or whatever you can put I in feel your like face. I've eaten you yeah <laughs> and they're like that's not even remotely creepy oh god I know like what's a not creepy way of doing that I'll just make food and tea what makes and you give not, it to not sound like Hannibal Lecter basically uh, I just I just use my big eyes and my like basic you know care bear personality and hope that that makes me not sound like a cannibal <laughs> but it was it was, it was a um, pretty much the synesthetic experience combined mm-hmm. with um, I was raised on a spiritual retreat in California, right? Oh, really? Okay. Fact. And, uh, <laughs> More my, Fun Friday fact. Fun Friday fact. <laughs> my, my grandmother is an herbalist. Oh, so okay. I was actually raised with tea in a medicinal context. Like, mm-hmm. tea is medicine. We didn't really do, like, pharmaceuticals. We, mm-hmm. we grew a lot of our own food and all okay. of that. I, I grew up with, like, the whole crunchy granola, vegan, organic, <laughs> Very raw. holistic. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So my background is, uh, is in tea as medicine. Mm-hmm. And then my first job out of cooking school was at a tea room in Seattle as oh. a cook. And that's where I got hooked on drinking really good loose leaf tea just because it tastes good. No, so okay. like that's where I was introduced <laughs> to drinking tea just because it's delicious. It's like, you, you mean you can you drink tea casually? You can just drink casually? this for fun. Oh, yeah. What's so, what? uh, since then, I've pretty much been a junkie. I mean, like, mm-hmm. nonstop tea all day, every day, mainly mainlining that nonsense. Like, yeah. tea junkie. And uh, <laughs> You're ready to, like, stick it in a vein at this basically, point? Basically, basically. You know, it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And um, so that's been the last ten years of my life or so. Wow. And uh, so since I worked there, mm-hmm. and it was not the most positive work experience of my life and she actually fired me for getting pregnant with Audrey here. The tea room? Yeah, oh. which is neither ethical nor legal, but you know, she yeah. sure did anyway and I was you know a she frightened I, I was a frightened eighteen year old and I was pregnant and all this stuff. And these all the drinks on the AFK drink menu were so amazing. I know. Like I always try to, to oh drink something new. I wanna taste that when you get it okay. because I haven't tried that one. I like to try new things. I like the power suit Samus as well. What you haven't actually tasted it, for the record. Okay, for the record, Audrey for the record, has not Audrey had has the not alcoholic. <laughs> she likes the idea because Polyjuice Potion is exciting, and it is a fun one to order. Mm-hmm. But okay. she has not tasted so, it. Top quiz: <laughs> Which house of Hogwarts does Audrey belong to? I know Mommy's a Hufflepuff. Obviously. Mm. She's You're a Gryffindor. She's a Gryffindor. A Gryffindor. There we go. Whatever. <laughs> Awesome. She's I, pretty evenly divided. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I always test Ravenclaw, so I'm just kind of like... <laughs> There's never a question about me at all. Any quiz, any whatever. Yeah. Plus self-identified, just like anything in any context. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. <laughs> like, I really love group hugs and feeding people and like being best friends forever, so... They're very good at finding things. <laughs> I'm a particularly good finder. What, is, what the hell is a Hufflepuff? What the hell? It's a Winnie the Pooh villain. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm afraid of ghosts and sheets with holes in them. Aww. And regular sheets. Aww. And a <laughs> <laughs> If you have not seen that video, it is hilarious. I suggest you go enjoy it. You go one.
Potter Puppet Pals? Or no, that one's not Hot Potter Puppet Pals. It's, oh, I think it's called uh, like, I'm a I'm a Sl- Gryffindor, I'm a Slytherin, and it goes through all yeah. they're all normal in the Hufflepuff. Is yeah. Just... Dipping my toss in my kids' ice cream. <laughs> I'm trying. Did you all let me? I'm the only one like ice cream. I only like ice cream if it's someone else's and they don't want me to have it. Well, of course. Because that's what you do. Yeah, and especially if I can dip fried things in it, then yes. No, my mom and my sister are huge about um, dipping french fries in chocolate shakes. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. french fries and milkshakes, classic. Please, please, Audrey, one. No. One, please. No. Oh, por favor, no. mi amor. No. Por favor. No. Solamente uno. No. <laughs> Why are you so mean to me? Your Spanish lesson for today. Yeah, right? <laughs> Okay, okay. Telenovelas are amazing. Okay, I love watching right. those. Because I used to watch uh, soaps with my mom. And you just like, you wait for them to stare off into the middle distance. You're like, what is over there that you are staring at? <laughs> so I get up at nice uh, 5.30 in the morning every day. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. What? You don't want to hear about it? I get up at 4.30. <laughs> okay, but <fine>, you win. <laughs> Let's compare days. Here. Well, because I now have a second job. Oh, okay. As we were saying earlier. Because as nice as it is to barely be able as nice as it is to barely be able to sustain myself and my child with the with the tea shop thing. Mm-hmm. I would like to be able to do more than barely survive. So I think that everyone would like that, yeah. It'd be great. So uh-huh. And what I mean I cannot under I'm not gonna eat your ice cream anymore. She comes with her own subtitles, right? Like just this gargle margle margle. I understand There we go. Excuse I can kid. translate. It's like if you could translate Audrey into English, please, that would You're be right. awesome. But yeah, so I've just started working shush, I've just started working a uh, full time brunch cook position. Oh, okay. At uh, Luisa's Cafe and Bakery down in East Lake in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Which is a really awesome place. I get so excited every morning, even though I have to get up at like butt o'clock yeah. at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> to get there, because I have to drive from Tacoma to Seattle. Oh, dear Lord. Sucks, but mm-hmm. that place is amazing, and their food is amazing, and I love working in a crazy, busy, popular kitchen, because mm-hmm. I'm really high octane. I don't like a slow kitchen. Yeah. Slow kitchens suck. I like a kitchen where I can barely keep up, and I'm like, what is happening? Oh, my God, I've got, like, 15 tickets, and ah! You like the chaos. I love it. That's how I thrive. It's the only way I know. I don't... I, I am a creature of, like, chaos and destruction. I don't know how to do my calm God. and collected and whatever. Like, that's Peacefulness not Peacefulness is just uh-uh. not ever going to be achieved. No, man, I'm not into it. So... <laughs> Serenity? No. Nah. Screw Serenity, that. Serenity, nah. So... <laughs> Instead of serenity now, exactly. Serenity, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Now that I'm working at this cafe, I'm really enjoying it. And, like, the people there are cool. And I love playing with, like, crazy top-notch ingredients from, you know, and they're all, like, locally sourced from you know, local organic farms and all that. So it's, like, really good quality. And it's, you know, community ethical mm-hmm. and all that. And I just get to go in that kitchen and just play. And it's, yeah. I have the best time. But it does mean that I'm getting up at 4.30 in the morning four days a week. So, yeah. Eh, and it's a trade-off. <laughs> and I remember when we talked at a Geek Girl Con uh, while you were selling your wares and whatnot, um, because you, you are a single mother raising yes. a, a kid and everything. Well, uh, having been raised by a single mother, I can I can relate. <laughs> what happens when you're a single mother is uh, you get a super awesome kid. <laughs> oh, I can deal with that. I, 
can relate to that. I'll tell my mom that. <laughs> she asked me the other day. She asked me the other day. Mom, do you know what is the best job in the world? And I was like, uh, being your mom? Duh. High five. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Swoosh. Come on, Autobot. Come on, Autobot. That's not what she was talking about, it turns out. But uh, oh, well, <laughs> what she actually was talking about was rollerblading around the house in your underpants. Doing what? What were you doing? Um, you were rollerblading. You were, oh yeah, you were smudging with a cinnamon broom on rollerblades in your underpants. <laughs> it turns out that's the best job in the world. But being your mom is a pretty close second, though. If you got paid for that, I, I right? suppose that would be the best Thank job. Thank you. Because that geek girl comment, they were, there's a lot of the celebration of, um, of women in all these industries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember you going like, I could be a part of that, Pam. I could because, totally be a part of that. Um, the like geek mom and the whatever ladies... Deep, blah 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 nerd yeah. for a living that was exactly. the other one yeah like Audrey she, she thinks we're good she thinks we're good <laughs> we gotta go a little bit longer we'll we go a little talk. bit longer <laughs> we're just talking yeah we're talking recording and if it if it turns out that this doesn't like catch as much I'll just transcribe it and, yeah and put it up or whatever but you need to capture the manicness woohoo <laughs> but um, god I need uh, to capture these tots with my mouth there we go you have That's my permission to use that <laughs> podcast. I don't care. I'll make a button out of that. Touch <laughs> <Project> my mouth. <laughs> oh my god. What's been your um, your Ooh. con experience like uh, with with having this business? Well, yeah. it's evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, it was sort of a lot of. Wait, what? Like, why is tea at, you know, a Comic-Con or a Geek Fest or whatever? Like, what is... I don't understand why is that here. But, I mean, I guess I like tea, so cool. And then as people heard of us more and got to know us more and as tea has become a lot more mainstream, you know, in terms of popularity. Yeah. (coughs) Particularly within the geek culture. um, I feel like there's been a lot of, like health conscious movements towards replacing like Mountain Dew and crap like that mm-hmm. with, you know, tea. And that's awesome, obviously for so many reasons. It's great for me yeah. from a business perspective, but also in terms of just like your health. Yeah. That's fabulous. <laughs> and so over the years, because this is uh, our fourth year, we just turned four a few weeks ago. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> You're growing so I know, right? It's now been a little over or almost half of Audrey's life, been about half of Audrey's life, mm-hmm. and uh, so you're just rolling that tater tot and that ranch dressing and it's catching up. <laughs> Alrighty. Anyways, so it started off kind of, what are you doing here? That's cool, but what? And then nowadays, I mean, it's just like, it's really exploded, so over time, I mean, Recently, I worked five weekends of back-to-back conventions. Oh, my God. Yeah, five weekends consecutively, and each one was kind of a big deal show. None of them were, like, tiny little throwaway whatever local events. They were big deal events, and each one was 
bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger than the last. And by the fifth weekend, I was like, oh, shit, what do I even have in stock? Oh, my God, you people are killing me here. I can't, I can't do this my whole life. I can't just work at a convention every weekend. Yeah. I can't do it. How long does it take you to replenish your, your wares, basically? Uh, a couple weeks. A couple and weeks. if I'm not anticipating that level of response, if I sell out of all my shit at an event, <laughs> I am so screwed for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, GeekRoCon that I worked two years ago, year before last GeekRoCon, was the first event that I worked that was hugely successful. Okay. And that event, I went in there thinking that it would be an average, you know, pretty decent sales, pretty all right event. I went in there, and all the stock I brought for the whole weekend, I sold out within the first three hours of this show on the first day. So I had to catch a bus home to the U District from downtown Seattle. Blend and pack a shitload more tea. Catch a bus back to the convention center. My poor friend Lucia is working my booth for me. And she's just like, um, she'll, she'll be back. She'll be back in a few hours. She'll be back. Um, we don't have any tea right now. But she'll be back. Exalted them all. I know. So that weekend, I sold my entire inventory, everything I had in stock, except for like a pound of silver needle white tea. That was all I had left. So I had to shut down my website for like two weeks. I had nothing to sell. I had nothing. And it was amazing. I was like, yeah, I'll be back. (laughs) And the thing is that that volume of sales is now what I do on average at a medium-sized event. Oh, wow. So now I'm at the point where I have to be prepared to sell easily three or four times what I used to a couple years ago at any given event. And so working five of those back-to-back was like, oh, holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) And two of those were down in Portland, you know? So I'm like, what can I fit in my car? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like I can just go home at night and and, uh, restock. I can't do it because it's, you know, it's a few hours away. So I can't, I can't do it, you know? So I just have to, like, what I have for the weekend is what I have. Yeah. So, like, I was at... um, Rose City was a really good one for us, and we we sold out of almost everything we had. We still had we still had some in stock, so like I wasn't panicked by the time it ended. Yeah. Um, Portland Retro Gaming Expo, however, really, I was a little nervous, especially because that was the fifth weekend. That was our very last show of that five weekend stretch. <laughs> we bookended it with Portland, so okay. I was like, crap! I hardly have anything in stock to begin with, and now I got to go work this show. And that show went really well. And the DJ who was running that event, so, like, it was a big room of, like, half the room was retro gaming, like, arcade. Okay. And there was the uh, Tetris World Championships happening there. Jeez. So, kind of, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And then the other half of the room was amazing vendors. And there was a DJ in the middle of the room playing, like, fun, you know, awesome music, actually. Frankly, his music was totally great. <laughs> I was really happy. It was, like, a mix of fabulous 80s music that I love and, like, video game music. So I'm like, yes! All the good stuff. All the best us. stuff. So, and he he was coming down with a cold, and so we just kept bringing him more and more tea, and I had a shitload of uh, lemon ginger echinacea with me that weekend. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, here you go, here you go, here you go. And I had, like, a bunch of cough drops, so we were just, we were medicating him with tea and cough drops all weekend. So he loved us and he kept on like every couple hours he would come over the intercom and be like hey friends if you haven't checked out Friday afternoon tea you gotta go over there for samples they've got fun geeky teas and they're amazing like he was waxing poetic about us like so many times a day each day of that event wow and then like waves of people would come by and drink all our samples like they were drinking samples faster than I could brew them which has never happened before so for the most part it was just a bunch of people standing around drinking tea which is great Mm -hmm. that's great 
but also they bought a lot too, which is even better. Yeah. <laughs> so by the end of that event, I think I, I came home with like eight bags of tea. Wow. And that's it. And that was my entire inventory in the world at that point. So it's like, oh, okay, like time I, to time to shut crap down and like restock yeah. for a minute. Time to make the donuts for yeah. a while. <laughs> Did you think like the initial success was because? Um, I've, I found sometimes that women are much bigger tea drinkers than men are at times. Um, do you feel like that was like the initial, like, you know, with Geek Girl Con especially, because it is a female-centric, there's a lot more women-to-men ratio, do you, do you think that there's a gender divide in that sense? You know, I, would, I, I initially thought that there would be. That was my expectation. However, what I've observed over the last four years is that it's about equal. I would say that my that my clientele is about 50-50 in terms of gender division, which surprised and delighted me because I expected it to be like, oh, well, this is the geek girl section. Like, this is where all the girl nerds go. And I was kind of bummed, you know. I was thinking, like, well, that's probably how it's going to be. And, uh-huh. oh, well. Like, I, I didn't want to get lumped into a gender-specific only bubble, doing you this know, particular like, type of Exactly, convention. like, oh, well, this is for girl nerds. This mm-hmm. is for the girls over here at the tea party. But once I started doing it, I was like, holy crap, these dudes love tea so hard. <laughs> and so it's actually been about equal, and no one, none of the actual people who are attending these events and buying my tea seem to be making it a gender-divided thing, Okay, which is fabulous. Yeah, that's great. It is great, because, I mean, it's totally contrary to what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And so I was really pleasantly surprised, and I have been continually over the last several years of, I have so many guys coming up to my booth at any given event and just being like, oh man, I friggin' love tea. Let's geek out about Asian culture and my favorite teas for a while. Do you carry any Genmaicha? I went to Japan one time. I love that stuff. You know, like, because <laughs> the Northwest has this, like, crazy population of, like, what is the word for this Japanophile? Oh, uh, weebo. Is that a is that a word? The, yeah, that was a word. Is that, that not a Boy Scout thing? That's weebelos. That's weebelos. <laughs> as I recall, like a friend of mine was saying that people who are like, especially white people who are super into Japanese culture. Yeah, Northwest weebos. white boys. Yeah, really into Japanese culture. Yeah, something like yeah. Some of my best like, customers. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's great. And then there's Serenity cosplayers who want obviously. To, <laughs> Sherlock people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Do you have a Sherlock Watson blend? Not yet. It's in development, but I have, like, 75 blends in development and not a lot of time and resources right now. Which what, which one do you want to get to first? Like, what's, uh, what's, what's I have like? to say Moriarty. Moriarty? Oh, nice. obviously, because I, I, I prefer my flavor profiles a little bit more on the dry, spicy side. Okay. I'm less about... I'm less about sweet as I take a drink of your very sweet cocktail. I'm, I'm like the exact opposite. Okay, although that is delicious. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, uh, no, honey, we're still talking. Um, we can play a game later. But I have to say that of the potential Sherlock blends, Sherlock himself mm-hmm. is clearly going to be a little more on the dry side. Yeah. Dry and a little bit floral and flamboyant, right? Mm-hmm. But mostly kind of reserved and hoity-toity. Yeah. Kind of similar to our Simon Tam blend, but with a little bit of underlying spice and yeah. sassiness to it, you know? Exactly. Because he's not as uptight as Simon Tam, obviously. He's got his own, like, sassy, like, well, fuck you, I know everything. He's a sassy mix. <laughs> he is a sassy mix. So that's that, and that's delightful. Saucy. You're saucy. <laughs> and then there's, I mean, there's Watson, who's clearly going to be, you know, a very earthy, 
a very herb front, you know, herb forward blend. Yeah, he's the more and grounded that's of the exactly two. very grounded, very what to me are nostalgic flavors, but might not be to other people because I was raised, you know, in that context of herbs as medicine. So to me, what is nostalgic and grounded and healing, very very earthy. Not terribly dark, but still, you know, full-bodied. There's an underlying darkness to John at all yes, times. Yes, definitely, definitely. A little bit of sweet, Audrey says. Mm. A little bit of sweet. Martin uh, Freeman is very sweet. Uh, yes, <laughs> fact. And But Moriarty, I have to say, is just pure, like, zany, crazy pants, unpredictable. Like, what are you ever doing, you I maniac? Know. Like, the minute he's... Because that the my friend Kara, uh, when... She was still living in Washington. When she came over, we were just watching Sherlock. Uh-huh. And it's like, Moriarty comes on the screen. The minute you find out he is Moriarty, you're like, what? Of course it fits. Of it's course. Perfect. It's totally perfect. I love him. Have you have you caught up with season three? Oh, yeah, I'm today? caught up. Okay. This is like waiting for series four. It's like, just waiting. And waiting. Here. And waiting. Mm-hmm. And then also waiting some more. Yeah. Like, like with My Little Pony, or Doctor Who, or Supernatural, or, you know, whatever. Or Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, of course. Of well, course. Supernatural tonight. I know. I'm like, I'm so excited. That's like the most shrill I've probably ever been in my life, maybe. <laughs> Not as shrill as Audrey, but. There we go. Anyways, Audrey, do you know that tonight is the 200th episode of Supernatural? Yeah, you do know that. It's you know. musical. Shut up. Yeah. Shut the front door. It's a musical. Oh my god, I'm gonna I am gonna freak right out. Audrey <laughs> oh, forgot how to breathe for a second. She's aspirated her own saliva. She's so excited. Sam and Dean. Okay. I don't know if the, if Audrey, the two guys are singing, watching. but I, I know that it's centered around, better. I think it's centered around like a play that's being put on about supernatural because it oh is Oh my god, that's right! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Hey. The episode centers around, like, Supernatural, the musical. <laughs> I'm very excited, and Jensen Ackles had better sing, because it's not like we haven't heard him do it a million times I before. I know. Have you, have you seen that video of him doing Eye of the Tiger? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That is, like, the most insanely awesome it was, video. It was a little clip at the end of one of the episodes. When uh, Dean's in the car, he's like, bum, 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 Do you remember that? But that was just lip syncing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't actually singing it. But well, we have seen, we've seen him sing in so many episodes, though. Oh, yeah, and I've seen videos where he's um, uh, he's singing with, like, Christian yeah. Kane from Leverage, yeah. who's going to be in, like, the new Librarians show. Nice. I know. That's exciting. Have you seen the Librarian movies and everything? No, not yet. Oh, my God. Noah Wiley. Yep. He did it for me when he was in uh, on ER and everything. I was like, oh, Dr. John Carter. <laughs> That's right, you with your uh, your soaps. I have to admit, I have not seen very many soaps. I've seen a few uh, telenovelas, which, you know, are soaps, but Spanish language soaps, yeah. which are kind of a different thing. They're they're just wackier in there. They really I think are. the closest American ones come to is like Days of Our Lives that just like does not See, I'm going to have to watch that. that. Uh, my mom was never a big fan of it, but... Uh, because we always watched the ABC soap, so it was like One Life to Live, oh. All My Children, General Hospital, that kind of stuff. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched any of those. I have no idea. I grew up on Star Trek original series, mm. uh, Quantum Leap, Sliders, <laughs> and the old X-Men cartoon. Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, that was my ringtone on my phone for the longest time. I used to have the, um, the trading cards. Oh, we had those, dude. I used to have like a binder full, and then there were the ones... They had to collect all nine, and they would make, like, a picture on the back of them? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I had, like, 
That was a swear. Heck yeah! I had like sheets and sheets. Whatever. I have been all night. I had like pages and pages of those ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those were the. That was what we traded on the school year. Like I um. Yeah. I talked to Kirby Crackle. I don't know if you know uh, him at all. Uh, he's a, a, a Seattle musician who does geek music and everything. Oh cool. Um. I was talking to him, and we were talking about those cards as well because I had a storm card. That yeah. was like my favorite yeah. in the entire world. Like I coveted that card. Like I'm never giving it away to anyone. And because as an adult, I have it Nightcrawler it for me. I love Nightcrawler. Like Kurt. Uh, I bought a thing. <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> like Kurt Wagner. Kurt Wagner. When, when my when my siblings and I were small, I have three siblings. And when we were small, growing up back on the farm, mm-hmm. as many of my good stories start back on the farm. Uh, we would always just like run around the forest because we got like 60 acres of just forest valley, you know. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. I'm I I had a privileged childhood. I want you to write a memoir so I can read them. If I were any kind of, I'll, I'll get a ghostwriter. I'm <laughs> a terrible writer, but someone will write my memoirs and I'll I'll take credit for it. How about that? Okay. Um. So my siblings and I would like run around the forest and play X Men when I was a kid. Nice. And I desperately, I was like, I'm Nightcrawler. I gotta be Nightcrawler. And my siblings were like, No, Nightcrawler's a boy. You're a girl. You can't be Nightcrawler. And I was like, Can I be? Fuck you. Can I be Gambit? No, (laughs) obviously. Can I be Rogue? And my sister's like, No, I already called it. Fine, I'll be Storm. It's like, God. That's the thing. It's like, I loved, I loved Rogue. I loved Storm. I even like Jubilee. You know, too. Jubilee is obnoxious. I love Jubilee. I don't know what it was, but fireworks, girl. Yeah, Audrey, I'll show you the, the old um, X-Men cartoon. She's the girl with the fireworks that come out of her fingers. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy at um, uh, Rose City. He drew a uh, storm with the mohawk. Yeah, storm with the mohawk. Like, oh, my God. Her solo book right now on comicsology. This is amazing. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. Send me a link. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, those cards were, like, treasure. That was how I um, learned how to pronounce Psylocke. I was like, because you and you're 10, mm-hmm. you're looking at the, the word Psylocke. Like, I didn't have my Greek and Latin root words down yet. Oh, you. Oh, uh, no, it wasn't until you sixth grade. You were so grade. behind. <laughs> I'll never make it into the academy now. <laughs> Paris is gone. What will mommy and daddy think of me? Oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> now I'll have to settle for one of those lesser colleges. No. <laughs> I'll have to become... I'll be a... Columbia girl. Oh God! I'll be a governess for sure. <laughs> I'll never marry into one of the top families now. Oh my God! <laughs> so Psylocke. Yeah. That was a, I just remember sitting there on the bus. I very vividly remember doing this, like going like Psylocke. Psylocke. Yeah, for sure. Kids don't know what the PS thing is. Well, and, some kids apparently. Well, some kids. Yeah. Mm. Apparently, some of us were not proficient enough. <laughs> P.S. makes a sound so, of P is silent. You're going for the Greek. I don't know if in other cultures it might be something else, but... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the other cultures? Yeah, right? <laughs> That's awful. These do not reflect the uh, actual opinions of... <laughs> Anyone at this table Except at for all. the person who owns this podcast, which is me. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like, foiled <laughs> by myself. Hoisted by my own petard. Hoisted by your own petard. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> any of you, any I thought your noodle was about to come out of your nose. That was good. amazing. <laughs> That's a good one. I enjoy it sometimes. I go through phases. Dude, I enjoy it all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, I was a. Uh, I when I lived with uh, my <clears throat> my friend who was a, my roommate at the at the time, him and his girlfriend. 
he would drink so much coffee like during the, the course of a day. Like in the morning, I swear, he was like five cups of coffee to feel quote unquote human. And uh, and I got into like a really big coffee swing because I was like I wasn't really into it for a long time, and then got into it when I started working at um, uh, a retail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <It's> cool. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. <laughs> but my, uh, I get, oh, it's all that ice cream. Uh, <laughs> ice cream and tater tots. <laughs> Good parenting right here. Well done, Friday. Well done. You've won the award for best parent. What are you going to do next? <laughs> Feed my kid a salad. God. The judges said that that's not acceptable. <laughs> you can only give her Pop-Tarts and... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm catering this weekend... I'm catering a Battlestar Galactica themed tea party. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Cylon tea. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like the easiest joke you can make, probably. Obviously. So I'll be bringing some of my Battlestar themed tea blends. Mm-hmm. Now I was trying to come up with a um, like an afternoon tea menu. Mm-hmm. It was Battlestar Galactica themed, and I came up with you know I'm bringing Capra cupcakes, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing like Kara's quiche, and I'm bringing. I'm the other thing. I'm bringing a frackin' fruit plate. Mm. <laughs> and, and then I was out. I was like, oh, man, it's been too many years since I've seen this. I don't even know anymore. How many puns are there that I so can So I went use? on the Facebook. Mm. I, I was like, saw this, yeah. Yeah, I was like, all right, friends, come on. Come on, nerds, bring it on. What do you got? Bring me ideas. And I think my favorites, I really, <laughs> I love my friend Grant, mm-hmm. was like Edward James Omelette. <laughs> I love it so hard. Oh Edward James Omelette. That is amazing. <laughs> okay. And then my friend Tim was like, was like 99 Baltars of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> and then another friend was like, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Toaster pastries. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Toaster pastries. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> See what you did what there. What was the name of the one Cylon that was with Baltar? In years. Was like, she was just a number, wasn't she? Or? They all were, yeah. yeah. I don't remember. I, I stopped watching it at one point. I want to say I, she was five, but don't quote me on that. Okay. I have no idea. I'm quoting Friday Elliot at number no. five. No, no. <laughs> well, it could be number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> should do a Beatles one. That's what you should do. Beatles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Beatles fan. <laughs> I would come in with like, okay, Stargate, um, uh-huh. Legend of Korra, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like Fire Nation, Water Tribe, Earth Kingdom, Aeromeds. Well, we did a General Iro, Iro, uh, Iro, yeah. General Iro. We did one of those. Nice. I was all about Sokka. Well, I haven't actually seen any mm. Avatar ever yet. Yet. Yes, you must. It's on my list. Her. Well, she actually has seen it, but oh, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, at her dad's or whatever. Um, <laughs> but Dante Bosco mm. does the voice of Zuko. Zuko. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that Dante Bosco does, I'm like, guy. Rufy. Oh. Rufy. Oh. Bangarang Rufy. <laughs> Bangarang Zuko. <laughs> So oh my god, that should be a. Th- I don't. Has anyone done oh, that? Of course, of Zuko? course, of course, it exists. That guy's like the internet, of course. That guy's like one of the kings of Tumblr. So mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> someone's done it. It's happened, I'm sure. Well, he appears in Legend of Korra as his own his own grandson. <laughs> Whoa, there, Rufio! I know. It's like, what are you doing? They have a. It's like his name is General Iroh. Mm-hmm. 
and he's the grandson of Zuko, and he has Dante Bosco's voice. And you're like, dude. That's awesome. I had no idea, because I did a General Iroh tea blend that um, Kayla, who owns AFK, mm-hmm. commissioned from me for some Legend of Korra theme night that they were doing here. Oh, yeah. And so I did this General Iroh blend, and I had no idea that that was Dante. Yeah, well, again. I love Dante. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he was on the... I watched the Nostalgia Critic uh, on the internet, and uh, he he's huge into Avatar: Legend of Korra, and he had yeah. Dante Bosco on his uh, uh, episode, kind of like counting down the best episodes of um, nice. of uh, Avatar, at least. Dante I'm, is actually the cousin of a friend and former coworker of mine. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, obviously we're secret best friends. Mm-hmm. Not that you know me or have ever heard of me. Exactly. However, mm-hmm. we got like one degree of separation, so... You should really cash in on that and be like, oh. Mr. Dante Bosco, would you like a tea name for your character? I'll just contact him on Tumblr. I think that's where he lives. He lives on Tumblr. I think so. On the Tumblrs. <laughs> on Tumblr or like in Canada or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those are basically the same thing. Okay. Alright. I got a tater tot in my face. Right. Like, what's the heat? <laughs> like, well, this. how much time we have been here. talking? For that, hour? That's, yeah, that's the thing. For ever, ever? For ever and ever. 74 minutes. Nice. Yeah, I think so. Maybe we should probably start wrapping up at least the podcast portion right. of this. Alright, I'm taking your sauce with my tater right, tot. Alright, take my sauce. Hi, <laughs> Not. No, that's, uh, that's still on uh, Barcelona time, I think. Um, it is. Nine so hours earlier there. It's 4.30 in the morning in Barcelona right now. Um, so, that makes it 7.30? Something like that, probably. It's right? a, yep, you're right. Bam! I well was done. engaged to a dude in Barcelona for like a year, I know. There we go. But, uh, Friday, thank you for <laughs> for recording with me at least. Oh, thank you for coming out, though. I know. <laughs> Let's do this real formal, I get everything. Woo! Um, and just for those who uh, don't know, where can people find you online, at least? Well, I'm at FridayT.com. I'm also... On Tumblr, mm-hmm. like Dante Bosco, awesome. so you know it's cool. No, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I just started a YouTube channel where you can see me make really horribly camera shy, awkward videos about tea stuff and being a nerd. Okay. Yeah, they're super duper awkward, but fortunately, I think on YouTube, like it's considered endearing, so that works out for me. There we go. <laughs> Bonus. But yeah, I look forward to guesting on. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're gonna do it. <laughs> You just invited yourself and it's going to happen. Excellent. Cheers. <laughs> it's what happens when I open my phone now. <laughs> um, and I'll link it all into the, the podcast cool. as well. But uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yay! And uh, we'll just keep hanging out, but this is going to end yeah. now. So. All right. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. Bye.